Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This is Burke in the Game, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to Burke in the Game. I wanted to first talk about how in the press, it, the headlines of, for this week was about me forcing into therapy. But, um, you know, obviously that was an exaggeration. I didn't force into therapy. I suggested it and he totally agreed. So I don't think we can force anybody who's over the age of 18 to do much, right? So I just wanted to clear the air. So as far as dating goes, because I know this is all about getting me back in the game, I am definitely starting to be curious, like I said last week to Sam, and it doesn't necessarily uh, mean though that I'm ready to be, to like get on Raya or any of these dating apps just yet. I definitely want to start maybe meeting new people. Um, and obviously that means I have to get out of my comfort zone and out of this house and in order to do so, right? So it is something of curiosity. I guess I've been feeling kind of lonely too lately. Um, you know, I can totally numb through productivity all I want, but at the end of the day, you know, when I close my eyes and go to bed, it is kind of lonely and um, I wouldn't mind, you know, having a text relationship <laughs> with someone or even like just someone to flirt with, right? I think this is all part of the game. So I am open to definitely starting to date slowly but surely. However, um, not so sure yet about these dating apps, but I think that might be the only way because, you know, I have left my house a few times and it's not that easy to meet people, right? So um, we'll see what happens. But anyway, um, I am doing okay. I have um, slowly started renovating my house to make it uh, more just mine, I guess, again. And it's been, it's been interesting. I've actually tried to build some stuff and I throw temper tantrums like crazy. So that's been really annoying. But other than that, I'm doing okay. I, you know, it's just a long process, you know, when it comes to getting a divorce and I have to be patient as Laura Wasser said, but also, um, it's been an amazing outlet, this podcast 
to be able to talk about how I feel and to hold myself accountable. And I've just learned so many new things, you know, from all the guests that we've had from all of you guys. So let's bring in our guest, Shan Boudram. Hey, Bachelor fans, it's Ben Higgins. And it's Ashley I from the Almost Famous podcast. While July 4th is known for firecrackers, this year, July 11th, will be firing off some love crackers when the new season of The Bachelorette returns to TV with not one, but two Bachelorettes. I'm going to be honest, that's not your best work. Where'd I lose you? Uh, I don't know. Love crackers. (laughs) I knew it when it left my mouth. How about we just say the new season of The Bachelorette promises to have double the fireworks because Rachel and Gabby will both be competing to find love. Oh, yeah. Let's go with that. Thanks. Uh, And since we've all been waiting so long for this to get ready, we're bringing you nonstop exclusive content, interviews and behind the scenes secrets, all of Bachelor Nation juice you can handle. We're talking roses, tears, hookups more tears we've got all the insider info for the new season of the bachelorette but there's only one place to get it and that's by listening to the almost famous podcast you won't want to miss a thing so subscribe today and start listening we're starting the pre-party now and we'll continue with coverage and breakdowns literally and figuratively throughout the entire season the almost famous podcast we're like your own personal fantasy suite for all things bachelor and bachelorette Oh, that is good. I learn from the best. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today 
at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Next up, we have Shan Boudram, who's an intimacy expert and has spent the past 15 years discussing sex, relationships, and attachment on the internet and in the media. Her podcast, Lovers and Friends with Shan Boudram, is available anywhere you listen to podcasts, and she is now serving as a sex and relationship expert on Peacock's new dating show, X-Rated, hosted by Andy Cohen, which I just saw, and oh my goodness, they expose quite a lot. Hey, girl. Hello. How's it going? It's exactly how this call has started it's hectic but that's a good thing it's all good uh, yeah i'm giving birth in a couple months so we are doing construction right now to make space for the second baby and um life congratulations that's amazing are you excited i don't know girl if i use that word i'm excited to not be pregnant i'm terrified of having two babies so it's 50 50 and is this one a lot easier than your first one or is it the same it's hard to say actually i don't know um i got I was very, very fatigued. And then I got COVID and I just have found that I have a level of fatigue. I had COVID about maybe a month and a half ago, two months, but my Uh level of fatigue is just insane. So I'm really hoping when I'm not pregnant, I'll have energy again. Cause I'm like, Lord, I have no idea with this amount of energy, how I'm going to do two days, less work. Right. Plus I'm in school still too. So oh, wow, wow, wow. it's also okay. me. Like I'm picking, I'm choosing to do a lot right now. Right, right, right. I also know that in two years, I'm like, thank you. Yes. 2022 version of self who just totally. grinded and sacrificed. Well, you look gorgeous. Um, let's thank get straight you. into it. So I've done tons of research on you and I love your work. I think you're you. awesome. You're so, you know, the imp- you're very empowering to us women and um, especially when it comes to sex. But first off for the listeners, what is a sexologist? And I guess what's the difference between a sexologist versus a sex therapist? Yes. Amazing question. So a sexologist is to sex what a nutritionist is to food. So a sexologist studies sex as it relates mostly to biology, psychology, sociology, and similar to a nutritionist, you can work in a variety of different settings. You could be um, at a hospital in a clinical Mm -hmm. setting. You could be doing experiments or food trials. You could be in an educational standpoint, writing curriculum. I work as a public facing educator. So my job is not one-to-one it's one to as many people as possible who will listen. And the difference between a therapist, because some sexologists are therapists and some sexologists are not, but a sexologist who is a therapist um, can make diagnoses and can prescribe medication. So I don't diagnose, I don't prescribe. I also don't work one-to-one with people, but if you're looking for one-to-one individual help, I would definitely suggest looking for somebody who has an expertise, like a sex therapist, um, who right. is a sexologist, but who is licensed. Got it. And so what, so I took your quiz. <laughs> Ooh, which one? I do. I love all the quizzes. I'm obsessed uh, with quizzes. The one that told me that I'm a modern monogamous. Oh, the commitment quiz. That's yes. the most popular one. Yes. And I, um, you know, it was really easy for me to answer because I feel like I do know myself in that sense. And I, yes, I'm jealous. Yes, I am a modern monogamous. And I, though I am definitely like I looked at your YouTube channel and um, I am interested to know, like, 
I don't know you and your husband. I don't know if I'm saying this right. So excuse me, but you guys have an open relationship. Is that correct? Yes. We would actually identify with free, okay, which sorry. I'm comfortable with. No, I don't apologize. I actually stopped using the term open because right. uh, it didn't quite fit. And so the whole point of labels is to give people yes. a really fast word that gives you a snapshot, right? Your right. label of modern monogamous essentially to me is another word of saying serial monogamy. Yes. So a traditional monogamous believes in one person for life, whereas mm-hmm. a modern monogamous believes in one person at a time. Right. So, Okay. Does that fit you? Yeah. Yeah. No, it does. So I'm going through a divorce currently right now. So um, it also said something about how, you know, yet she's not, or whoever is the modern monogamous is not scared of, you know, if, if whatever happens or something doesn't work out, not scared of leaving, I guess, I guess a traditional monogamous, you correct me if I'm wrong, is someone who would just like stay no matter what. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That that the person's value system is that once I enter into a partnership, like I'm Mm -hmm. always in it for life. And I think a modern monogamous is in more of the standpoint is we're in it for as long as this is a healthy relationship or mutually beneficial. Um, So that's exactly that. And so the difference between I'd say open and free is that in an open relationship, you're actively engaging in outside connections to other people, be that physical connections or emotional that are romantic in nature. But in a free relationship, it just means our structure changes a lot. So right. I with would say, open communication, is that correct? Exactly. Like you guys are on the same page at all times. Yeah. Like I would say that we're more monogamish right now, yes, where right. we're not actively engaging with other people, but we still have space to flirt. I am obviously very, I make this joke because I had a flirt buddy prior to being pregnant, just somebody who I would just have flirty conversation with and DMs. And like, if I posted sexy stuff, they would comment just like a a feel good flirt buddy. Yeah. And I remember getting pregnant being like, when do I tell my flirt buddy I'm pregnant? Because I know this is going to (laughs) dry up as soon as he finds out. And sure enough now, like I'm the most monogamous person in the world. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, how do you do it when you're pregnant? (laughs) Right? Like, right. I'd be fine with it. I just don't think it's, for whatever reason, maybe. Weary that person out, totally. but they'll just some people might be into me it now more to be like, you know, oh, you're glowing. Like it's it's a very different tone of conversation totally. now. So and same said, same goes for your husband, correct? Or I don't know. I mean, I think he probably still has flirty interactions. He sure. uh, does music and performs and stuff. So, okay. Like yeah, like I I would say that he probably still has more of a monogamish structure yeah. in his life. Um, so that, that's I think what free is is that we agree that the commitment style of our relationship is not a foundation for why we came together, why we'll stay together and that it can change. And so sometimes we might look monogamous, maybe in the future, we'll have a conversation where I'm like, we're open now, but that just isn't the reality today. And do you guys talk about like the detail? Like right now I have a flirt Instagram buddy that I flirt with. And are you guys open like that? Or you don't tell like per, you don't like say everything, right? Like you don't necessarily have to because you guys have that trust and Foundation. Girl, you you can already tell I'm an oversharer. So, so am I. I. Share. Yeah, like yeah. There's nothing that like my partner doesn't know, and I yeah yeah. I've definitely been communicative. I think I even yeah. asked him that question of like, when do I tell my flirt buddy that I'm pregnant? Um, so. Right. Oh, okay. I hear you. I hear you. I so, when, I but when waited. that communication stops, it must be different. I mean, like then that's when things get weird, right? I'm sure. I would assume, I mean, I think it's different for everybody. So some for sure. um, open styles, I think uh, under the umbrella of non-monogamy, consensual mm-hmm. non-monogamy, because mm-hmm. non-monogamy was not consensual, it was cheating, but, yes. uh, or infidelity. So under the umbrella of consensual non-monogamy, there's definitely don't ask, don't tell couples. Mm-hmm. And there are definitely couples who subscribe to over communication. 
I am somebody who I'm just fascinated. I'm fascinated by this topic. And so I, if my partner is attracted yeah. to somebody, I would want to know. Totally. Um, he probably is a lot less communicative. I would be like, this person's hot. That person's hot. Yeah. You know, I ask him questions all the time. Like if you could have sex with one person from your past, who would it be? He doesn't initiate right. those dialogues with me. So. Right. And then maybe that's just, less. Um, and that's men versus women. I think in general, right. Um, what would, so what would a healthy, I guess, sex life in involve or like, what does that mean? Is it different from dating versus being married? Um, like I know there's no set of rules, but like, uh, I guess the communication, I can just speak from experience. It's, it's awkward if you don't have that open communication or if you don't really like you, you get too scared of what that other person's going to think. So what does that entail? I guess with the healthy sex life. Oh, let me ask you to answer the question first. I'm like, sure. I'll give me a better idea. Love it. So what what would be a healthy sex life like for you right well, now? Well, for me, it would be open communication. Um, and also, I guess, being able to try new things and not be so um, structured, right? Even though I prefer, I'm very OCD. So I do prefer like setting an alarm, like, oh, time to have sex. Let's go. Like, <laughs> that's like obviously uh, not natural. Um, but yeah, I think just being able to try new things with without uh, the barriers of, um, I don't know, like, I, I guess I don't really know how to answer your question. Yeah. And I think it's a hard question. It's to really a hard answer. question. Yeah. And that's a good sign. I think the fact that we have to think because one, it's yeah. ever evolving because it's based on my needs. Like my idea of a healthy sex life today mm -hmm. is very depressing because I'm, well, you're also pregnant. Eight months pregnant. Right. Yeah. So yes. I'm like being left alone, not having to do much minimal positions, minimal, right, movement, right. minimal time. Um, that's what a healthy sex life is to me today. It changes, but right? If you were to ask me in a couple months postpartum, I really hope my answer is something very different. Mm. So I think that that's, you know, it's about a reflective process of asking yourself, like, what are my needs today? Yeah. I think of sex always. And I came into this space with this in mind in that there are some things in life that we have to do if we want to be a part of society, right? Like you got to get a job or you got to find some value to contribute to society. You have to engage in mm. relationships because we're social animals you probably have obligations to family members you have to maintain a certain level of hygiene there's a lot of have to's right if you want to engage in the social uh, yeah. process mm -hmm. i'm like sex is not one of those things right mm -hmm. we don't need you to be having sex because like we got enough of us out here you i know, mean i haven't had sex since 2021 of uh what was it august of 2021 so. And I applaud you for that. You know what I mean? I'm out here overpopulating the planet. This is my second. So we need more of you. Uh, I don't know whether there's obviously different people, different opinions about birth right. rate, et cetera. No, but for sure. nonetheless, the point of it is, is like, this is just one area. Yeah. The only reason that you should be doing it is because it's additive to your life and it's joyful and it's something that complements your other priorities. It's mm. not a place of duty. Um, it's not a place of musts. So mm. that to be said, your answer should always be like, what is a way that sex joyfully integrates into my life and into my priorities? Um, when I was really young, I've been in this space since uh, 2005, mm -hmm. but I came up with a model that was called super sex, which to me really just, you know, explains the kind of sex I want to be having, mm -hmm. which is sex that's set on my terms, that uses protection, that is pleasure prioritizing, that is emotionally responsible for me, and that is responsible in terms of my other competing priorities. That to me is what good sex was, you know, 20, 15 mm -hmm. years ago. And it, I probably use that same definition today. It just looks different. Right, right, right. And I think too, with like porn nowadays, it's like you have a different, 
it's like, it's just not attainable. But also I, you know, for me, I've gone through, um, you know, child abuse and I was molested when I was a little girl. So sex to me has been, thank you. Sex to me has been, um, very, uh, much me disassociating right with my body. And, um, it's always like, so when I was younger, it was, I was definitely more promiscuous than I am now, but I was also just married for, you know, a few years. So it's like, I, with that, you know, with not having a father figure in a way in my life and not really understanding what a bond between two people, it looks like. Um, I think that I also with being a competitor in ballroom dancing and traveling the world, um, when I was 13, I lost my virginity when I was 13 and sex to me was very disconnected. I guess you could Mm. say it was just the act of now, as I get older, I'm 38 now, you know, I'm on dancing with the stars and I've been on the show now for, since I was uh, 21. Um, so it's like it, I've definitely gotten through different, uh, yeah, I've done 25 seasons. <laughs> that's, that's, I can't even believe that. I mean, I'm 37. So I'm just like, yeah. was dancing with the stars on when I was like 2006, 21? I think, that's... or 2005 was the first season. I would join the second wow. season. Wow. Yeah. That's really fun history for me. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, sure. Um, and so I guess as I get older, I, and now I'm sober for the last three and a half years, but Congratulations. like, Thank you. It was a lot easier to have sex when I was um, using and when I was drinking, right? So um, now I find myself not necessarily like, look, I definitely please myself. And I just, um, I basically, I took my, I held myself accountable and I really just aired it all out on this podcast a couple of weeks ago, just saying I've never had an orgasm through intercourse, but through intercourse, I've had an orgasm before, obviously pleasing myself, but like it's, there is a huge disconnect. And I think that maybe it's my vulnerability is the reason why I haven't allowed myself to have um, an orgasm through intercourse. Right. I haven't felt safe enough, maybe. Yeah. I saw that headline and Uh I saw it in a different way. I saw it that you had never had an orgasm through partnered sex intercourse is very different. Yeah, no, I've had an orgasm with a partner before, but just not through intercourse. That's crazy that that's even a headline. That is literally two thirds of all people with vulvas. Right, (laughs) right. That's what my therapist said. that's not a headline. That's like a literal, I've never had an orgasm from, it's, I refer to it as like unassisted uh, orgasms. So I can orgasm if I'm having clitoral plus. Uh, For sure, 100%. Yeah, there's not going to be a world with all the toys and penises and partners, there's probably likely not a world for me where it's just penetration. And that leads me to an orgasm. Okay. So it's not abnormal then. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. I think it's just not talked about maybe, or people, again, like a headline can say whatever it says. And then people just like, you know, oh, she never had an orgasm period ever. And it's like, no, that's not the case. But is there a way to have an orgasm with penetration? I guess, is there just, or it just depends on the woman, right? Yeah. Actually the very first episode of my podcast that I put out was called like, I have a confession about orgasms. And it was exactly what you just said that, Hey, I'm a sex educator who's been in this space for 15 plus years. Mm-hmm. And I have done every course. I have read every book. I have immersed myself with several different partners and it's never happened for me. And so I actually mm-hmm. went to um, a cosmetic surgery place for a, a person who does cosmetic surgery on vaginas. That's most of what her job is. Okay. And um, she does something called the G shot, which is supposed to increase the size and sensitivity of your mm-hmm. G spot in order to help you, you know, possibly achieve an unassisted orgasm did not work for me. 
And so, so that wait, was they just inject like, you inside or is it? Yes. How did that hurt? They put platelets in there. Okay, uh, okay. They numb the area first. And so okay, it's okay. about platelets that like, you know, help to develop uh, right. more growth in the area. So, right. Were you constantly horny blood. or that doesn't make any sense? What I just asked, <laughs> were you constantly like horny or like, no, it was I mean, it not it like that. Your libido because got it's not it, got it. digesting with testosterone. Instead, it's right. just basically taking your platelets from your blood okay. and putting it into that area in order to make it like think of like a pitcher's mound. So you know, the, you have a field and you have a pitcher's yes. mound that's slightly more raised, and so it'd be easier to hit. So that's kind of the okay. concept of it. But cool. yeah, that to be said, the science that I've seen about people who can, because I say the general study that that the stat that's out there right now is two thirds of women need clitoral stimulation, outer clitoral stimulation in order to achieve orgasm. Um, and that means one third are able to achieve orgasm from penetration alone. Mm-hmm. And my favorite fact that I read about that is from the book, She Comes First by Emily Morris, which essentially states that it's called the rule of thumb. And so if your clitoral head, you know, cause the clitoris is a larger network, mm-hmm. but the part that's exposed is less than a thumb, like a thumb digit away from the vaginal opening, you likely can orgasm from penetration alone because the friction alone, because your clitoris is pretty close to your vaginal opening uh-huh. or the clitoral, clitoral head, once again, uh-huh. um, might be enough stimulation for you. Now, if your clitoris is higher up, then you're not getting that direct stimulation that way. And so it may not work, but Got that it. to be said, people can orgasm in their sleep. And it's interesting because totally. I am one of those people I can, or I have nocturnal orgasms all the time. Really? Yeah. So from a dream or do you not know? Yeah, from a dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like a wet dream, but for usually, girls. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm assumed that to be said, anything is possible. It's just essentially it's all brain, right? Like your brain can be stimulated. It, it really brain. is. Yeah. So there are various different ways to accomplish it. But yeah, I haven't figured it out. And you're, it's bizarre because I guess now that I think about it, I saw the headline. And I was like, oh, it's a story of a person who's just never had an orgasm with a partner, but no, that's just very, no. Yeah. And do you find that with people who have gone through trauma, it's a lot, um, harder, I guess, to have an orgasm with a partner, for example? Absolutely. I mean, just when we talk about that, the the brain is the biggest sex organ that we have. It's not necessarily even genitals. And so mentally cannot relax or if you were in fight or flight and we have this science for people with penises, right? Because we can think about erectile dysfunction has this very visible, um, I don't want to say the word consequence, but we can see what sexual dysfunction looks like on men. Either you mm-hmm. get an erection or you don't. Right, when right, right. When it comes to women and people with vulvas, it's like we don't see it. So there's a lot more speculation, but it's the same science involved. Majority, a lot of erectile dysfunction occurs, not necessarily because of physiological issues, but mental. Um, yeah. So that's to be said, the exact same thing applies. Like a lot of yeah. women cannot get aroused or cannot achieve orgasm because of mental blockages. Yeah. Um, so when, I guess, how do you start the conversation with your partner, right? Like what are some ways to, if your partner is closed off and it's never really been a conversation in the first place, what are some ways to talk about sex? Well, another headline of yours that I saw is that you talk to your partner about therapy. And so, no, yeah, no, it was, I forced him, which was right. obviously an exaggeration. I can't yes. force anybody. Well, now that but, I were on that yeah. tone of yeah. understanding how totally. these headlines were scripted in a way that's not reflective of reality, I can see yeah. what it is. But in essence, you talked to someone who had never gone to therapy before and probably 
had negative connotations about getting that kind of help and you introduce it into that person's life? Like, mm. how did you do that? Um, well, I said I would love for you to get another perspective because I do believe that, I mean, look, we had history together. Um, we dated like 10 years prior to us, you know, dating again and then getting engaged and then married. So um, it was important for me to uh, have my therapist kind of be that third person and that mediator because I tend to react instead of respond a lot. And then, you know, it gets personal instead of like, this is the facts, right? Like this is what I'm currently working on. And I think it's important just to have that third person who's not really personally connected to either of us. Um, and yeah, that really, I found, I thought it helped big time. So. Absolutely. I, I asked you that question, um, not to like get the scoop, but no, it's I mean, okay. it's also great to get the scoop. I asked that question just to really illustrate that, that, uh, introducing novel concepts to people is not that novel, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If you are with somebody who they're just not accustomed to, and let's just think about this, societally, we're not encouraged to talk about sex. We're given a couple of weeks, max, probably in high school, where we're dedicated to having sexual health conversations. Mm -hmm. We're around the home. Our parents don't talk about intimacy around us. And so the only ways that we see it discussed are ways that are like very covert and then usually mm -hmm. over-sexualized like porn. And so we're like, this isn't a normal part of conversations. This is something you only do after 11 PM and under very different conditions. When you want to mm -hmm. have an honest conversation, like where would you possibly go to get that information modeled for you? So keep that in mind as a form of empathy. So yeah. if you're trying to approach somebody to have this dialogue rather than being like, they should be on the same page as me, like, man, this person might've never had this conversation before and may have no idea how to have it in a way that is healthy and also is not based in like you're doing something wrong. Right, right, right. So that to be said, I would start slow and make it fun. My biggest tip for talking about sex is like, think about what you like about sex and then try to apply that to the conversation and not like, I like about sex orgasming. Obviously it's not that. <laughs> I mean, the feelings like, right. I like when sex is experimentative. I uh -huh. like when it's fun. I like when it's encouraging. I like when it's kind of humorous. I don't want it to be too serious. So or Bring instead those. of like, I'm bored and, you know, like really try and just talk about your feelings and stick with that, right? Like find us some sort of hope and encouragement instead of saying like, oh, it's so boring. Like we need to try exactly. something else. Yeah. Yeah. You want to bring that. And because even if you are giving, you know, a critique, if you're, it's the way you say it, right? Totally. Like there's a very big difference between like, I've never orgasmed with you before. And yeah. when you pleasure me and you really focus on my clit, and you give mm -hmm. it the time that it needs. And like, I love, you have the sexiest lips ever. Mm -hmm. So when you use your lips and your totally. tongue down there, I'm like always craving more. Um, I always feel like I could get to orgasm with you if you just gave that more time because um, you were just so great at it. But I would love if we did more of that in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm saying the same thing that like, hey, like you, yeah. you're doing the wrong Clearly. shit. It's <laughs> totally. not getting me off. But yeah, yeah the, the way that you say it, the excitement, the tone that you bring to it. Um, but also I would just, marginally i would just say as a base rule of thumb if you've never talked to somebody about yeah. something before you should make the conversation pleasurable so mm -hmm. they want to do it again so and even if you want to give notes i would probably hold off on giving notes till the third time i talked at first just yeah. make it fun inviting and curious ask questions of them and make it feel like a safe space so that when you bring up sex as a topic outside of the bedroom it's not a automatic defenses up or automatic dread now they're like, oh, this is a conversation that results in better sex and that I enjoy and that we have fun having. And that mm -hmm. makes the tough bits, you know, a little bit easier to take in. And also be honest, right? Like, I mean, 
I can count on countless times that I've faked an orgasm or that I've definitely, you know, they at not they like I'm not all at the same time, but like my partner would ask, you know, did you finish? And I'm like, yes, you know, because I don't want to disappoint, especially right after. But it's hard to really be honest, right, without emasculating them, maybe. What what do you suggest for women out there who tend to fake it and um, lie? Yeah, I actually had this uh, coming into my best sexual partnership is with my husband. And when we first got together, because my previous partner to him was just, we had a really bad sex life. And so I was, I had other sexual partners, but not penetrative sex. So my husband was my first penetrative sexual partner after this really negative, long-term toxic relationship. And Mm -hmm. I remember faking because I was so accustomed to like, I don't want to take that long. And I remember challenging myself one day to being like, I'm just going to, cause he's never complained before. Right. So if he's going mm-hmm. down on me, which typically is what gets me off, I'm instead of faking it. Cause I feel the internal pressure. Cause sometimes we have to realize that yeah. it's, it's not even our partner who's not getting us off. It's us who feels guilty about the yes, effort the and energy that we need. Um, and so I'm like, let me just actually see if I don't say anything and just let it go. Like, is he going to quit? Is he going to pop up midway through room? Like, did you come yet? Or how much more time? I'll just kind of see. And I was like, oh, I came um, and it took a while. And I was like, oh, and then I allowed that to just be the cadence. And then yeah. that was like, now I'm orgasming with my partner. So I'd say troubleshoot with yourself first. Like, are you actually the person who is standing in the way of yourself receiving pleasure? Definitely. Because you have some internalized messaging about women's pleasure being secondary or boring um, or needing to take a little bit of like least amount of time. Like, it's so fascinating that with men, we're like, we put so much pressure on them to spend the longest time before they orgasm. And with women, mm-hmm. we're like on a stopwatch, like how, how fast can you come? Cause we want to move on to the things that he likes. Totally. Yeah. It's stupid. Or just move on in general. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's go on with our day. I got a long to-do list. Right. Um, like, can you come already? But yeah. if your partner, you know, I think the best thing you could probably do if somebody asks you, Hey, did you, did you come? Like almost I didn't. Um, what really was getting me close though, is when you were doing this or, you know what, like I I got really, really turned on. The foreplay was amazing. If I brought my vibrator in while we were doing penetrative sex, or maybe while I was going down on you, that would really get me there. So you don't have to. How about guys that get jealous of vibrators? (laughs) Uh, Again, I would kind of have the empathy because of the social conditioning of like, oh man, your penis is supposed to be able to solve all world hunger and cure cancer and like <laughs> make babies from fires and also give her 20 orgasms. So that's the right. messaging that you see in porn, right? right. Like no, for sure. These people, you know, you can have an orgy and there's 40 women, you give them all 12 orgasms, but educating them about the two thirds mm. thing that we just had this dialogue about that, like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, me and my husband had a really important conversation about that of like, Hey, majority of people who have body parts that look like mine are not going to orgasm the way that you traditionally think. And so that doesn't mean it's complicated or hard. And I actually like to explain it in a way because in a fetus form, um, we all develop first it's kind of like women. And then if you're XY, you develop testicles and mm. a penis, but mm-hmm. essentially the clitoris and the penis are the same thing, except the clitoris is shaped like a wishbone. So it's in two parts. If you have a penis, it merges together and it comes out and it's one. So I need my penis stimulated and just amazing. looks different than yours. And totally. so it's like, oh, it's internal okay. a little bit, maybe. Yeah. So I think explaining to them that yeah. it's just not going to be possible 
given the way that they've been conditioned yeah. and that a sex toy is really an aid that allows you to stimulate yourself while they're doing that. And then right. also, yeah, having both at the same time yeah. is amazing. It's not a substitute for the penis. It's right. like the penis is still Turkey. My vibrator is just the mashed potatoes. Yeah, exactly. One last question before we wrap here. Um, thank you for this information. This is very helpful, but, uh, what if I guess for all, women out there who are currently not active with another person, what do you recommend as far as pleasuring yourself goes? What toys are there specific toys? I mean, I like a good old pocket rocket. I just, yes. like, just despite, but, um, <laughs> doesn't take like a huge long, like dildo. Like I just, I don't, I've never actually done that where like I stick it in. Um, <laughs> what do you recommend, I guess, for, um, for women that are I not sexually active? that you're on the right path. You get your tried, tested, and true, right? You identify the yeah. easiest way, I mean, the most simplified way for you to orgasm mm -hmm. and you get a toy that supports that. It doesn't have to be a toy. It can be your fingers or it can be water. Mm -hmm. Like my favorite sex toy growing up was a shower head. Uh, oh, that was my tried, tested, and true way. Now, I think it's important the same way that we do with sex is that we want to expand. It's not necessarily about achieving goals, but instead, challenging ourselves to reach our pleasure potential. And that's mm. where additional toys, even though you don't need them, um, can definitely come into play. So you might find that you've got a pocket rocket that you love, getting Battery operated, a G-spot stimulator uh -huh. I, that doesn't have to vibrate. Um, okay. It could even just be the metal one. That's a great tool to use because it's very easy. So mm. um, I can't remember who makes it, but it's a stainless steel metal one. It's very easy to maneuver. Goop. Does Goop sell it or... They probably do. Kardashians it's or something. like a yeah. classic sex toy that, because sometimes the ones that are straight are just a bit more difficult yeah. to right. operate on yourself, especially if your other hand is using that on a clitoral toy. Yeah. That to be said, find a good G-spot simulator to do plus. So you're not substituting. You might do that plus that. And then you say, great, I really like that. What if I did a butt plug plus the G-spot? Because the, the butt plug doesn't require your any hands. You Wait, what is that? There. It's literally like literally a sounds. butt plug. Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's to create a sense of fullness in the area because it's a, it's a nerve ending oh. rich area. Um, and the more that you can create pressure, mm. um, the also as well too, the clitoris again, it's a larger network. And so you can access different parts of the clitoris or different spots in general. So being familiar with mm -hmm. the A spot and with mm. the O spot and with the G spot and which ones are pleasurable for you to touch. So Again, that to be said, get your basic sex toy that you're like, yeah. you pinch, this is great, but give yourself an opportunity to expand your pleasure potential solo. You don't have to wait for a partner yeah. to experience a brand new explosive orgasm. It's probably better if you don't, because that mm. way you can communicate and teach them, you know, where and how you'd like to be touched for different sensations. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for doing this. And thanks for the education. We need to be teaching this in schools. I mean, obviously not like kindergarten but yeah you know the new sex ed um, <laughs> thank you girl and um i'll talk to you soon on your podcast thank you i look forward to it take care can't wait thank you bye bye this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global when you come back with a purdue global degree you create opportunity for yourself your family and your future it's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. 
Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Thank you so much to Shan Boudram for coming on the podcast. I learned so much and um, I love how outspoken she is about sex and, you know, being just being able to, uh, I guess, learn how to not just give pleasure, but receive pleasure, right? So that is very important. Anyway, let's move on to the question of the week. But first, we got lots of responses from all of you guys. So thanks so much from episode six's question of the week, which was, what are some ways to prevent divorce early on? And what is the secret to a long-lasting marriage? Well, a lot of you guys had a common theme, which was communication. Communication is so important with any relationship. And I think Obviously, you know, with my ex and with my exes in general, that obviously was missing towards the end. Um, I think without open communication, especially with um, a third party, whether that be, you know, a life coach, a therapist, or just somebody who may not be connected as far as like personally goes, um, I think it's very important to, you know, really have that open communication, whether it is scary or not, um, it is important in order to save a relationship. Um, okay, so now let's move on to the question of the week. At the end of every episode, we need to ask all of you guys what the question is, which is, there are a million red flags when it comes to dating, but are there any red flags when it comes to sex? Hmm, there are tons. Um, <laughs> we want to hear from you guys, so email us at burkinthegame at iheartradio.com or DM us on Instagram at burkinthegame. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening and coming along this journey with me. If you like what you hear, then feel free to give this podcast five stars. You can also follow along with my journey on Instagram at Burke in the Game. And if you have any advice or want to write in, then email me at Burke in the Game at iHeartRadio.com.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.